Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Q, it's 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. When it comes to new inventory, Hyundai just had a record year, and justifiably so. And great pre-owned inventory. If that is uh, the direction you need to go in or you want to go in. They have a brilliant selection of that. And not only that, they have a sales staff that will work with you. And a fabulous service department. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street and Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. By the way, I checked my contract. I said I, 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 after praising the suit, I didn't have to until March of 2022. Yes. I just looked at, I, I just looked up, it's June. All right, so uh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 2022. All right, time now for our play-by-play call of the day. Jaden Ivey, the freshman, comes up big against Ohio State. Here they go. Ivey. The step back for the freshman. Ivy, cold-blooded freshman, hits the three. Kevin Kugler with the call on BTN. And then up three, Ohio State fouled. Excuse me, Purdue fouled. Ohio State made one. That was it. They won the game by two. There we go. Okay. Great to have you with us on the show today. Uh, Philip Rivers retired today. Uh, Colts really wanted him back badly. Uh, Frank Reich really wanted him back badly. So this really now puts the Colts in an interesting spot. It's not as if Jacoby Brissett has not had NFL experience. It's not as if Jacoby Brissett has not had some success. Not a lot, but some. But, boy, a... An experienced hand like Philip Rivers makes a big difference. He made the Colts better this year. He is the perfect example of the great player who never got the opportunity to sit there at that Super Bowl press conference and deal with the really good questions and the inane questions. <laughs> By the way, Patrick Mahomes is practicing today. He is still not cleared to play on Sunday, but he's cleared to practice. Maybe yeah, apparently some. Andy Reid said tomorrow is the big day, whether we'll know if he can play or not. Whatever mm. that means. That <laughs> means he's going to play. I think he will, too. Yeah. I mean, tomorrow's Thursday, so, I mean, if he clears the, the protocol, he's in. Yeah? But... 
it is uh, it's for Kansas City to win. No offense to Chad Henney, but your chances of winning are reduced. Uh, supposedly it's going to be a little windy there. Typical overcast day. It might snow in Green Bay on s- Sunday. Wow, huh? A little playoff atmosphere. little chip and dip over at uh, Matt's place with his special guest, Doug. <laughs> I didn't mean birdsong. I know who you meant. You can explain to Doug Pete why you just can't stand him? <laughs> And now he understandably wants to take the year off. I don't blame him. You know, it's interesting about about this. You know, you'll have people when we have Matt Leon on the show. He said that the Eagles are not a popular destination for some people right now because of, I guess, the perception of how they're run. And I don't buy that for a second. And the reason I don't buy it for a second is not that there isn't some uneasiness about it going for the job. It's just if somebody has an opportunity at multiple jobs, for example, the Eagles want you and say, I don't know, pick somebody else. There are any more openings left? Detroit hired a guy. They hired Campbell. The Texans are the only ones Texas. besides the Eagles right now. He- you have a choice between the Texans and the Eagles. Do you take the Texans because you're uneasy about Philadelphia? Now, that's where it comes into play. But once you take that off the table, there are 7 billion people in the world. There are 32 of these jobs. So believe me, you're offered it, you want it. The only reason you don't take it is because you have a better offer someplace else. That's where it is. Uh, I would th- let's see. Eric Bieniemy obviously is the big name out there. Uh, the Eagles have interviewed. I guess they've talked to Josh McDaniels, right? Yes, they're up it's- to ten now because they talked to Kellen Moore yesterday and they talked to the Colts' offensive coordinator yesterday. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he says, "Hey, there's no Philip Rivers coming back." I wrote him, "Joe, when the getting's good." <laughs> <laughs> Time to get out of here. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. But out of and, the two uh, teams left, I'd rather go to the Eagles. There's no way I would go to the Texans. Oh, I would go to the Texans um for this reason. Uh if I can go to the Texans, I would not take the job until I had a heart to heart with Deshaun Watson. If I had a heart-to-heart with Deshaun Watson, he said, no, I'll play. I'd take the job. I mean, that's a big part of it. The last thing you need, though, is to have a guy like Deshaun Watson sitting there trying to pull a James Harden, trying to work his way out of town. That's hard. I mean, you have your franchise quarterback, and he's young. You can build around Deshaun Watson. 
That's what makes that a really attractive job, as opposed to the Philadelphia job where you just don't know where Carson Wentz is. And look, yeah, I'm not going to sit there and go, oh, it's Jalen Hurts. No, no. I need to know where Carson Wentz is. And Carson Wentz is a huge reason why the Eagles even got to the playoffs last year. Carson Wentz was a huge reason why the Eagles put themselves in a position to win the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. And Carson Wentz was to the Eagles in their Super Bowl year what Phil Simms was to the Giants the year they beat the Bills in Super Bowl XXV. Jeff Hosteller was the starting quarterback because Sims, after an 11-1 start, injured his foot. I mean, they were 11-1 with Sims. And Sims it was having a great year. And people forget it because Hosteller was the guy who was the quarterback in the playoffs. In fact, today is the anniversary of the Giants beating the 49ers in San Francisco to get to the Super Bowl. Penn State's Matt Barr kicked five field goals in that game, including the game winner in the waning seconds. They won 15-13. And today's the anniversary of that game. The um, And that's, that's a big, you know, and people forget that. Wentz was to the Eagles run. I mean, Foles played brilliantly in the playoffs. He really did. And his Super Bowl performance was outstanding. But the Eagles aren't in the Super Bowl unless Carson Wentz had the season he had. The Eagles aren't in the playoffs last year unless Carson Wentz has the season he has. Now, I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination Carson Wentz is a perfect quarterback. He's not. But my goodness, I mean, I'm not ready to kick a guy to the curb that was a huge reason why I won a Super Bowl because he was having an MVP caliber year. And I'm not going to kick a guy to the curb that when I look back on 2019 and think, boy, no Carson Wentz, we are not in the playoffs. In a lot of ways, he overcame a lot of the problems that got him there. Now he he did not have a good year this year. He didn't. But kicking him to the curb? No. No, 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 no. Unless those reports that came out over the weekend are correct. Which are, I mean, some of us are busy in life, Matt, so I don't sit there and have time to read all the Eagles propaganda. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, it's hard to say, but you're right for those reasons. What's the story? Well, the story is apparently he does he didn't take he hasn't been taking a lot of criticism. Well, apparently the front office is kind of enabling his behavior. He apparently um, was a wanted to or actually did um, over overrule some of Doug Peterson's play uh, play calls, and it would like audible to another even if it didn't make sense because he just didn't like the play call. Uh, it was just those types of reports that came out, and there's been a lot of those before talking about like his character and, like, how he's kind of spoiled and, and, and this and that. So they haven't gone away. I I, I think these are some of the but most damning, you, I would they, say. How does anybody know that's true? I mean, seriously. Right. Okay? I can sit there and I can tell you, right, over the years, 
if a player's got a little whatever or a coach has a little whatever, because I'm around it physically. You actually have to be there to know. Well, I'm going to little whisper. Whisper over here. Whisper over there. It'll be a great click. A whisper. I'm not big into that. He's spoiled. He's changing plays. What? Yeah, he has changing plays. How do you know? I've heard. I heard from a person who knows a person who knows a person who ran into a guy in the bathroom. Really? Oh, I think we ought to print that. If you're physically there, you can make that kind of... I mean, believe me. I mean, I've seen a lot in my life. Okay? Seen a lot. Where you sit back and go, oh, boy. And you can make judgments. I'm not big on the soap opera nature of how the Eagles are covered. I mean, we have really good reporters on this show that are really good reporters. But there are some other people that just love the soap opera nature of it. Like, yeah, really? telling you he drove a wedge what he drove a wedge why didn't he use a middle iron just kidding see and you eat that stuff up in your house is there a lot of national inquire uh no that is definitely <laughs> not true not even close Oh. There's many things I would rather do than read the National Enquirer. Yeah, but that's where that's the source of the story. <laughs> <laughs> then I definitely wouldn't have believed it then. <laughs> well, the big report that came out was Jeff McLean from the Philadelphia Enquirer. That's who had that story over the weekend. Okay. And that's where it starts. Because the first set of reports that came out with Carson Wentz were from, like, Philly Voice and those types of sites where you're not really sure. But, for for example, who was quoted in that story? For McLean's, it was just sources. I'm sorry. I'm getting sick and tired of anonymous sources. I mean, if you got something to say, say it. I can talk behind anybody's back. See, that's what you give me credit for. I say it right to the suit's face. <laughs> that you do. <laughs> hey, really? No need to source. <laughs> I love the guy. I really do. It's like a little brother to me. All right. We'll come back with more in a moment. I, mean, I just say it straight out. And to his credit, he gives you mountains of material. <laughs> also true. Hey, mountains. Mountains. All right, back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Sunbury Motors Ford is bringing in 2021 with a bang. SMZ has just received shipments of the all-new 2021 Ford F-150. Save up to nine grand on the totally redesigned F-150, which was just awarded North America's Truck of the Year for 2021. Sunbury Motors has 67 F-150s in stock and arriving soon. SMC is introducing the highly anticipated 2021 Ford Bronco Sport. The new Bronco's retro design reflects its iconic heritage from the 60s and 70s. Sunbury Motors has them in stock, starting at just $28,200. Pick from 61 of the top 
selling Ford Escapes with savings up to $8,250 and slash to as low as $22,380. SMC is where you want to be in January for discounts up to $11,000 on the largest selection of new Fords in the Susquehanna Valley. And everyone is clearly marked for this massive sale. Sunbury Motors Ford in the Fourth Street Auto Plaza. Proudly serving all of central Pennsylvania for over a century. Hurry, sale ends Monday the 1st. Great to have you with us on the show today. Ah, we actually had a lot of snow here this morning, believe it or not. I mean, it's like an inch or two, whatever. But we actually, we actually did here today. We it's had a few flurries here, a dusting. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, it's January. Next game's tomorrow uh, with uh, Rutgers, and then uh, Northwestern is here on. Saturday, the Big Ten should get a lot of credit for what they've done with the schedule. I mean, Penn State was in that bind where four games were missed. Well, two of them are about to be made up. Rutgers tomorrow and then Wisconsin next Wednesday. Wisconsin, by the way, plays at home at Cole tonight at 9 against Northwestern. Northwestern was regularly scheduled for Saturday anyway, so that's right in the middle. They came really close, by the way, to scheduling Michigan next week too. You know, maybe Jerry rigging the schedule a little bit to do that. But in the end it, all the tumblers didn't quite fall into place. But the Big Ten has done a great job of creating holes in the schedule, taking advantage of it. Penn State will be the beneficiary of it. The bottom line is for Penn State basketball is quite simple. I think that Thursday night's game is a huge game for them to break through because they're not out of this thing yet. I I really believe that once they win a game, then it opens the door for more wins. Right now, you're fighting it a little bit. And we talked about last night's game. It's just Dick and I had a bad feeling after the game against Purdue because of the adrenaline game shape part, because they had missed so many days. But they played on Sunday was 17, so it had been, what, 19... 20 days since they played a game. We thought adrenaline-wise they'd have enough juice and excitement to go out there. And, you know, that's how you compete in a game like that. You're behind, you come back, you take the lead, they hit a shot at the end of the half, you're right in the thick of it, then you fall behind, but then you make a run, you get back back within four with a minute to go. Because you got the, the adrenaline, the legs, the juice. But then when the game's over, it's like the body's like, oh. And we see this with injured athletes all the time. I'm not saying these guys aren't injured, but we see that where they've been out of, you know, they've had to do rehab, they finally get back into practice, and that first game back, boy, boo, they look really good. All right, then the second game, and we've Dick and I have seen this over and over again, Jack and I have seen this over and over again. It's more pronounced in basketball than in football, because in football you can hide it because of the multiple players that are out there. Basketball, because it's five on five, you can't hide it as much can't mask it as much. And you'll see a lot of times the, the, the player in the second game back ends up not playing well, looks really logy, looks a little tired, doesn't have any jump, and ends up playing fewer minutes because the coach sees it and the coach says, okay, we're going to go with some other options. For Penn State, that was collective as a team. Not hurt, but because they missed so much time. When you are in COVID-19 protocol, you're not allowed to do anything. Zero. Can't go out and shoot. Can't go out and do whatever. I mean, can't. 
can't run up and down the floor, you're isolated, you're quarantined. Even if you're testing negative, you can't. Because the whole point of it is, is that they're, they're supposed to isolate you. And so we thought they'd come out with juice and jump on Sunday, and then you know when the game was over, Dick and I were talking afterward, and we're like, uh-oh, here comes, this is going to be that athlete that plays that second game back, except it's going to be a total team deal. The matchup wasn't great to begin with with Illinois. Kofi's just too tough, tough a matchup, and you know Illinois's got some really good players. It's not like Penn State can't play with them, but not in this scenario. And so we had an uneasy feeling Sunday about this game because we thought the legs, because of the scenarios we've seen happen over and over and over again with players coming back, except this time it was applied to an entire team. Now, the third game back, usually kind of like really the body is getting used to whatever again. And we'll see if that comes to fruition tomorrow night at 7. We're on at 6.30 tomorrow night. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, fabulous. Lincoln, gray. Kia, tremendous. Hyundai, terrific. They have all those product lines and a great selection of pre-owned inventory, all with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Very quickly, I just want to deviate for just a moment. We know, obviously, this was a day of history. Uh and you're saying, oh, in what way? That's uh, the first time Matt hasn't been openly critical of Doug Peterson the entire show. <laughs> um, True. Even even when they won, they won the Super Bowl. Matt had criticisms. I'm like, what? what? That play call on third down. I'm like, oh, jeez, Matt. Um, <laughs> I never delve into politics on this show because it's a sports show. They never do. In fact, I, I think that there's a pretty good chance that most of you have no idea really how I lean politically because I don't think that's my responsibility to talk about such things. My responsibility is to talk about shows. But I would hope that as we move forward, I appreciate anybody who has a political ideology, that they fight for that ideology, have a passion for it, I have an appreciation for that. I have appreciation for anybody that has a passion about something in life. But at the same time, I think it's really important that we look at each other and we help each other out. You drive into a parking lot and you see somebody with their hood up. Do you ask them who they voted for? Or are you the person that walks over and says, hey, I've got jumper cables. Can I help you? 
Are you the person that, as you're sitting, standing in line, maybe at a Dunkin' Donuts, and you know what? You're feeling charitable and you want to maybe get the coffee for the person in back of you. Do you turn around and you ask them who you voted for? Or do you just do it? Yeah. Something happens in the neighborhood. I don't care if it's a bad snowstorm, whatever it may be. And like, hey, I want to help out your drink. Do you ask them who, they, who you voted for? Or do you go help them? We only have each other in this world. And we only get one shot at doing it right. Don't ever lose friends because you have a political disagreement. Don't. It's not worth it. We have too many things in common, and we need each other too much. You can stick to your ideology all you want, but don't lose friends over it. Don't argue with people about it. You can have a discussion and then walk away and still be friends. We only have one shot, each one of us. Although the suit thinks that he's in his third incarnation. I'm a little concerned about that. <laughs> but it's, it's not quite on board with his ideology about that. But <laughs> Now that I can't confirm. Right. But that's who we have. We could treat each other you know, and help out each other all the time because guess what? That's, that's who we are. The vast majority of people are, I mean, are there jerks out there? Sure, there are some jerks, no doubt. But the vast majority of people are really good people. We just need to help each other. You, know, you can have an argument back and forth, back and forth, and after that, boom, done. Now you can argue about the Eagles and the Giants. <laughs> but, that, but that's who we are. You know, the vast majority of people are really good people. Don't ever, don't ever lose relationships over political arguments. They're just arguments. It's fine. It's what we do for each other to help each other out. I think that is far more important. That's just how I feel about it. I think that's well said. Now, back to that point about the suit in his third incarnation. A little concerning. <laughs> I remember we were playing golf, and he was explaining that at one point he was a cow. I mean, I don't get that part. I mean, do you? I mean, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, I, that I don't see. I, well, no, I believed it at first. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but we, could, we need to laugh more. We need to laugh more. We need to have fun. Okay, I know we've all gone through a tough time. And at some point, we're going to break out of this thing. When we break out of it, we need to get back together. We need to hug. We need to high-five. We need to laugh, kid around. Right? If you have a disagreement about something, so what? It's not worth losing the person. It's never worth losing your person. It's never worth losing your friends over. It's not worth it. Doesn't mean you have to change how you feel. But it's not worth losing a person over. It's not. That's how I feel about it. I mean, Matt and I lost the suit years ago. Hey, it's his loss. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, he's my buddy. But I just want to at least say that, because I just think that's important. I mean, do you look at somebody when when you go to help them? I'm sorry, who did you vote for? I'm sorry, you're not going to get any help from me. Good luck. But it's 20 degrees, and my car won't start. It's not how life works. It's not how it works in the real world. Okay? And that's not who we are. 
we're be- we're way better than that. We're the ones that go over and say, "Hey, I've got jumper cables. I have no idea who you are, but I am here to help." Okay. Then the daily, no matter what it is, so we are. That's who I believe we are, and we see that all the time in everything we do. Look at what we just did for the holiday season and the money that we raised for the Salvation Army. That's all of us coming together to do that. That was really cool. Look at what we did for the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament. In a year of a pandemic, still raised more than 20000 for the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA. That's all of us coming together to do that. We didn't all sit there and say... I don't know. The organizers of the tournament are going to vote for. I don't know if I'm going to do that. Oh, please. It's to help out people. And guess what? You go there and you have a lot of laughs. And believe me, with a couple of the shots that I hit on, uh, I hit that day, uh, my group had a lot of laughs at my expense. <laughs> no, that was then, mostly mine. <laughs> but then, but then, then Matt on the 17th hole sinks a big putt, and guess what? There you go. Huh? I redeemed myself. But we all had a great time. You want to know why we had a great time? Because we just were all out there just being friends and having fun. That's commentary you won't hear on On the Mark. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) They want conflict. No. (laughs) No, Mark does a great job. Joe does a great job. Everybody, they all do great jobs. All right. So Philip Rivers retired today. So one of the great. It's interesting about Rivers. He never, uh, you know, he didn't. Obviously, he'll be well. He didn't get to the Super Bowl, in which we've talked about how hard that is to do. But you know what's really interesting about him is that you look back at some of the great quarterbacks, and there's some part of it may be because he played in San Diego, and we're not always watching. San Diego games. They're now the L.A. Chargers, but he played the vast majority of his career in San Diego. And yeah, he got to an AFC Championship game. Great. But you, you never felt like he had like that signature drive. I mean, can you remember like a signature moment that Phillip Rivers had? He always was just good. All the time. He always was a reason the Chargers were in the game. He was always the reason if they won the game. He was a huge reason why they won the game. But he never had that moment where you sat back and went, wow, look at that drive, 98 yards in the clutch. But he had 421 421 touchdowns. He's fifth all time. Not bad for the fourth overall choice by the New York Giants. Yes, he was the Giants pick. The Chargers picked Eli Manning, and they swapped draft picks that day. But it's interesting. You look at Manning. Now, Manning did win, obviously, two Super Bowls. And he had to go on the road for, I think he was only play. he only... The two Super Bowl years, he won a home game. All the other ones were on the road, including going to Green Bay in the tundra. I mean, it was frozen. It was four degrees that day, four degrees, and they won the game. Kicked a field goal at the end. I want to say they won a 
But Manning, of course, had signature plays. Everyone remembers David Tyree's catch, but it was the scramble by Manning where somehow it looked like he was absolutely sacked and he still threw the ball and he got it to Tyree, and then with 17 seconds to go or whatever the number was, he had Plexico Burroughs for a touchdown. That passed to Mario Manningham the next time they won the Super Bowl. I mean, he had signature moments. Now, part of that is created because he did do that on the Super Bowl stage, and Phillip Rivers never had that opportunity. But Rivers, to me, is is an obvious Hall of Famer. I'm just saying it's interesting the way his career played out. And also, here's another part that's interesting about Rivers. I don't know about the internal coaching of it, but I'm going to guess... He always going back to his days at NC State. He always had that different kind of throwing motion, and I'll give every coach credit because it seemed like nobody tried to change him because it worked. I always love when they tried it. Now I think you got to do this differently. Ah, he's having success doing it that way. Just let him go. But his throwing motion was a little bit different. Who would you rather have, Carson Wentz or Phillip Rivers? Matt's thinking. <laughs> right now? Well, the one's retired. You don't have any choice now. Yeah. I, I'll say I'll, I'll go this way. If I had a choice between 2017 Wentz and Phillip Rivers, I would take Wentz. But the way things are right now, I'd probably lean Rivers. You'd take Tyrod Taylor right now. All right, so it's... <laughs> I don't quite know about that. <laughs> because you you want to fire everybody. <laughs> no, Rivers... Uh, you felt like Rivers worked in his career. Not always, but sometimes. You know, he, Obviously, at one point, he had LaDainian Tomlinson. There are times where he felt like Rivers worked with less compared to other people. But I think he's a Hall of Famer. Breeze is a Hall of Famer. Ah, Doug Peterson might not even get inducted into the Eagles Hall of Fame because of people like you. (laughs) Nah, he should be in the Eagles Hall of Fame. A major concession. To see you bounce back emotionally like this is very impressive. Back with all all that stuff I got from Amazon for you, finally paying off. Back with more in a moment. (laughs) Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motor. Great to have you with us on the show today. Well, between the Texans and the Eagles, they're the two openings right now. Uh, the Detroit Lions filled their opening today with an assistant coach. Uh, they've done that, so that's that one's off the board. It's interesting because I was in Detroit when they fired both the head coach and the general manager. Matt Patricia and the GM were both fired. Uh, we were driving to the airport. From uh, it was the day of the Michigan game, and when we were driving to the airport to get a plane to come back to State College that night, we were able to come back right after the Michigan game, and that was the big story over and over again. In fact, to be honest with you, it 
really took a lot of the pressure off Jim Harbaugh and Michigan because, you know, Penn State won the game and really handled the game. So we're listening to the talk show. We thought, well, okay, this will be interesting to listen to this driving to the airport. Uh, No. Uh, It was all about the Lions because during the game, they fired the coach and the general manager. And we kind of felt that that took Harbaugh off the hook as to how things were going. Interesting. But the Eagles and the Texans are the only two that have openings. The question now is, when you look at the um, uh, when you look at the Texans, is Deshaun Watson trying to play the same game that James Harden played? Now it's a little more difficult in the NFL as opposed to the NBA. The NBA is such a player-centric league. Uh, such a player-centric league. And they um, they seem to manipulate how they're able to get around because they are. The NFL isn't quite like that. The question is, can Watson stay there? Now, how much power should a player have over the coach? It's a different world now. This is not Lombardi's world. This is not Lombardi's world. Where, you know, we had Jerry Kramer on the show. Uh, in fact, ironically, we had Jerry Kramer on the show literally the day before he was announced to being in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So we had him on the day before. And he said there was that great line that you always had, Lombardi treats us all the same, he treats us all like dogs. Yet what is interesting is uh, how the former Packer players, one after another, have all basically said to the world how much they love Lombardi. Oh, they may have been, quote, treated like dogs, yelled at, whatever, but he was he was a caring guy. But again, can you can you coach like that today? And I you know it, it's a different world. Matt, you really can't coach like that today. I mean you can't be uh, I mean you have to have some level of discipline, but you can't be like that. You can't be the authoritarian anymore. That's exactly right. The question is, how much of a partnership is it with the players? I don't know. I, you know that I, that part I don't know. You still have to have somebody that's in charge. And while you can't be their best buddy, you can't be their enemy either. It, and that's just the way it is in coaching today. Coaching has changed so much, and the players have more power than ever in this. Now, Deshaun Watson's pushing it. Now, we don't know what Deshaun Watson's aim is when it's all said and done. That we don't know. We can only guess as to what that is. Is it to get out? Is it to... Um, is it to get exactly the coach you want? And look, he's he's trying to do what he thinks. His suggestions are what he thinks are best to win. He wants to win. I totally appreciate that because Deshaun Watson has won everywhere he's gone. But what's the aim here? What's the aim? How much power do you want? 
Uh, Penn State COVID testing, January 9 to 15, 1,590 COVID-19 tests of students. There were 16 positives out of 1,590. So that's one out of every 100. This includes the daily antigen testing. So that's the latest Penn State testing numbers. 1,590 tests, 16 positive tests. Wrestling does return this weekend. They'll wrestle Sunday, Michigan State. I think that's in Rec Hall, as a matter of fact. And uh, we'll hear from Kale on Friday's show. Matt in the suit did such a great job of lining that up. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. So that will be leading into the weekend. I know we've had Kale press conferences on and so forth, but I think people have wanted to hear a one-on-one interview with Kale for a while on the show, so that we're going to have that for you on uh, on Friday. And we have the King on Friday, too. Now, I know we're limited on our games this weekend. How did we do over last weekend? How'd the dog do? Excellent question. The dog did poorly. He was only one and three. You, sir, were four and zero, oh, and King and I were three and one. Because you picked Buffalo. Okay. The dog. And I, I, I was talking to our good friend Laura last night, and she said the dog will be picking again this weekend. So. The dog, the dog is in a massive slump. He's he's one and four. This two and four. These entire playoffs. He's slumping. And you know what bothers me is that the first guy over at Sportsbook after the dog picked was you know who. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got a source. Pass my dog. It's like going to the horse race and picking the by silks. <laughs> <laughs>